Hi, this is Melvin York, and this is Gardening with Daddy Pete. And today, we're going to look at the dirt on dirt. Uh, that Get the lowdown on dirt. Uh, a lot of times, people are thinking about dirt. We talk about dirt as something we plan in, whatever. But actually, uh, we're after building a living, healthy soil and not dirt now let me tell you the difference dirt is something we get dirty we get dirt on our feet we bring into the house we bring into our automobiles our automobiles get dirty dirty is the dust or the particles off of something and i know that it sounds like we're getting uh um chintzy so to speak on Picking words, but soil is what we're talking about. Uh, soil is what we plant in, uh, in our gardens, our raised beds. Um, we use substrates or soilless mixes for our potting and growing shrubberies and uh, growing a lot of our transplants and vegetables. So there is a difference between the three, between dirt and soilless mixes or substrates and uh, soil, living soil. Now, that's what we're after in our gardens, our raised beds, uh, our container gardens. We're after building a healthy soil for our plants. Now, with a healthy soil, uh, we have less disease. We use less fertilizer. Our, our plants are much more happier in that. So if you will, Think about the rainforest uh, for a moment. Nobody tends the rainforest, but yet the soil is the most uh, healthy, the most fertile soil probably on the planet. And uh, the growth is just astronomical in these rainforest systems. And it's because they do have a living, a healthy soil. Now, you do need to understand that your soil, believe it or not, a healthy soil is alive. It's a uh, living ecosystem. It's a large community of living organisms. They're all linked together through nutrient cycles and energy flows. So to understand what we're going after, what we need, and what our goal is, we need to take just a few minutes to understand what's going on. Every teaspoon of soil uh, is home to billions of microorganisms. And those microorganisms, some of them are bacteria, fungi, they're nematodes, insects, earthworms, and others. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what they all do. And this is what we're wanting to accomplish in our soil. Now, uh, the best thing to do. Um, is to see if you can identify your soil. Uh, you can go to your local extension, and they will give you a good idea of what it is. I can break it down into three wide varieties, but they can break, break it down into a lot more. Well, I, in the North Carolina area, I'm going to use that just because we're in North Carolina. Uh, we're in the Piedmont, but we have the mountains, we have the Piedmont, and we have the coastal plains and the coast. And soils here in North Carolina vary quite a bit from one uh, 
section to the other. So in our mountains, you get a little more rocky. Some of the soil there tends to stick together more. Then you get into the Piedmont, like you do with a lot of the South. You get into the reds and the yellow clays. Uh, they're harder. Keep in mind, clay is the main uh, ingredient in making bricks. So uh, if you're not careful, that's exactly what your garden's going to be like. Uh, and then we have the sand in the coastal areas. Now, each one of those uh, that we talked about needs to be amended if we're going to accomplish what we're after. And that's a living uh, soil uh, eco system. So uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to build that and uh, what it has taken Mother Nature years to do. Hopefully we can accomplish this in a few years. But we need to start and start now. Now the best thing to do with that uh, is to get your soil tested. And uh, you can do that. The first thing you want to do uh, and creating uh, an optimal soil ecosystem is uh, get the sample, and your soil sample results should include the following information. You need the uh, soil texture, a pH. Uh, we need to know the pH. Uh, the reason being on pH, do we need uh, to lime the soil for what we're going to go? Is it too high already? Do we need to add sulfur to it? to lower it down or something else. So we need to do that. A lot of times we're all guilty, and I know here in the Piedmont, I see people doing it all the time. And again, I did tell you that we had the red clay. People wants to over lime, and it makes the ground harder. Keep in mind, lime and clay are two of the most important ingredients of making bricks. So uh, soil samples and results are very, very important. Uh, but that soil sample, your test results should be the soil texture, the pH nutrients. We need to know what kind of nutrients we got going on. How much organic matter? Again, if you're picking up through the red clay, you're picking up into the sand, you're going to find very little, if any, organic matter. And then we also need a fertilization recommendation for whatever plants you're going to grow. Now, when you fill out this uh, soil test, you send in your soil sample, you also, there will be a place on there to let uh, your university know what are you going to grow. Are you going to grow a lawn? Are you growing grass? Are you growing vegetable gardens? Are you going to do uh, perennials? Are you after herbs? Uh, no, I'm doing an orchard. I'm planting some tree. No, I want to do a vineyard. I want a small vineyard. I want to do grapevines or muscadines, these are all the things that they need to know so they can give you the right uh, recommendations on your pH and on your fertilization program. Now, back to what we were talking about. We're skipping around here just a little bit, but I want you to understand, here's what's in those soils, and here's what they do. This is what we're after in a healthy ecosystem. Bacteria and fungi, they break down dead plant and animal tissue which becomes the nutrients for plant. So it's very important that we do have the bacteria, the fungi available. So if, when we do turn in uh, uh, our cover crops, when we turn in dead plants, uh, animals, for instance, uh, of any type, then these two break down those um, 
animal tissue and dead plant tissue where the plants can use them for nutrients. Nematodes, they eat plant material and other soil organisms, but they release plant nutrients in their waste. Again, very important that we have nematodes there because we're feeding the plant. Um, mycorrhizal fungi, uh, they're mutually beneficial uh, relationship with plants. Um, the fungi bring hard to reach nutrients and water directly to plant roots, and the plants provide the fungi with carbohydrates. Now we see the plants working together to keep the ones that's supplying them. It's all a circle. The ecosystem's all a circle. It's a circle of life. Worms and insects, they shred and chew organic material into smaller bits so the bacteria and fungi can easily access it. Um, you know, the garden earthworms uh, is a big plus. They burrow and, and they kind of make and create pathways in the soil that allows air and water uh, to filter through for the plant roots. So everything in a healthy ecosystem, you need, these are the things we need to find if we consider that you are starting and growing a healthy ecosystem. Now, with all the things we talked about, the one thing I can guarantee you that you need to do already is add organic matter if you're doing that in a native soil. If you're doing it to the sand, you need to add the organic matter. It does help hold nutrients, provide nutrients. Sand doesn't have any, does provide drainage. But again, the organic matter will help that. Uh, that's why we have uh, developed our Daddy Pete's uh, composted dairy manure. It's an excellent additive for that uh, and works well in the sand. Pine bar finds the stuff we'll talk about here in just a moment for some of the other soils, but uh, that's partly used for drainage and to aerate the soil. We already have that with sand. We don't need that. So what we need to do is add our um, compost to that, our Daddy Pete's uh, dairy manure, and that gives you your nutrients, and that's going to start our system. Uh, also, if you come into now the Piedmont area I was talking about, we have the clay. It's nice if we add like our soil enhancer and our compost to those uh, types of soil. The clay also needs something to help keep it apart, bust it up to where the, oil, uh, the air and the water can get through. Organic matter, again, we're trying to supply all the things we talked about earlier, the bacteria, uh, the fungi, the nematodes, and et cetera, to make sure that we do have this healthy uh, ecosystem. So if you're dealing with clay, again, we need a soil test. We need the answers to what's going on. But I can promise you, before you run and grab the bag of lime, make sure that you go ahead and add your organic matter, add you some soil enhancer, soil conditioner, which is our aged pine bark finds at Daddy Pete. We, we use those, mix those two together, incorporate them into that clay, and you'll promise you, you're already going to start a uh, on the road to making that uh, healthy soil that we're after, not dirt, but soil. Now, uh, one other thing that uh, is uh, a big thing in creating this system is I would run a test before. I've also run a test afterwards. These soil samples, you usually take them to your 
uh, extension agents in whatever state you live in or your county. Get to know your extension people. They're uh, a world of wealth to you. Most of their services are free. And uh, these tests, and sometimes they come back and you say, well, I don't really know what how to read that. They will help you read those. That's very simple. And once that you see that and you understand it the first time or the second time, you'll be able to, when they come back, you'll be able to understand what's going on. Um, believe me, uh, don't grab the bag of lime yet. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that is one thing that we do. Now, here's what we're trying to provide for these plants. There's 17 essential nutrients that all plants need to grow. Not one or two plants, but all of them do. And they're actually categorized into two different categories. And one is micronutrients. And the other is uh, micronutrients and the macronutrients, okay? Macronutrients are needed in larger quantities. And they're carbon, oxygen, and hydrogen. We get those from the air and the water. Then we have the nitrogen, uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. They come from the fertilization or organic matter that uh, you can get it provides through that. A lot of our compost can do that. Phosphorus, potassium also comes from that same thing and weathering of the soil particles. Calcium, sulfur, magnesium are usually uh, there also in most of your, like the dairy compost, a lot of your different composts, you can do that. In that way, that's why I'm saying take the test before you amend, amend and take the test after. That way, it will also show you what's going on and where your soil's at. I promise you, you're going to see it from non-healthy. If you're dealing with clay or just sand that's not been touched, even in the mountains of monkey, if you take that first test and then afterwards, you're going to see a world of difference. You're going to see that you're heading towards building that healthy soil. Now, your micronutrients uh, are also needed too, but in smaller quantities. And that's like iron, manganese, molybdenum, chlorine, boron, copper, and zinc. And usually, usually by the time you start amending these soils with the different compost, usually you're going to find that you have enough of these. So again, the soil tips can tell you what, uh, what your soil is lacking, what you need to uh, do. Also, one thing to remember, plant roots, microbes, uh, they don't need to be disturbed much. Now, that's one reason that we are, uh, as a farm, we started years ago, and we do what we call a no-till farming. What we do is we leave the uh, debris on the ground, let it uh, decompose, and we plant back into that uh, from one cop crop to the other. And what I mean by that is we also have a cover crop for winter. Uh, that's a big thing if you're going to uh, have that healthy soil. Now, the reason you want a cover crop in the wintertime is, uh, and you also do in the summer, a covering, uh, if you will. Uh, I like to see beds, uh, rows of plants, if you're doing tomatoes, peppers and all. I like to see those mulch with either uh, a pine bark pine, an aged one, by the way, so they don't rob nitrogen. Straw is a good one. I don't recommend using 
um, hay, hay still, you know, all, all the form still has seed on it. You don't, you're not after that. We don't want to see that going on. But straw, the grain's already been taken off. It's just a stem, and that does provide a good way of, of mulching an area. Now, why the mulch? We keep our temperature. We help keep it more even, and we also help keep our moisture more even. And it does, believe it or not, help with erosion. Beating rains can can take the soil and pop it as high as a foot or two in the air. Plus, it can also start a runoff. But a lot of these mulches will help stop that. So make sure that you do keep them covered. Compaction. If you're going to do raised beds, don't go over four foot. That way you can reach from each side to the other. If anything larger and you start having to go out through the bed, you're compacting the soil. Also, are you damaging the air space for the plants? You are also damaging the air space uh, for your beneficial microbes that's in your soil. We don't want to disturb those no more than have to. Uh, that's the reason we don't turn soil over uh, unless we need to. And we use beds, we can pull weeds without having to turn the whole crop over. Uh, so what we want to do is make sure we don't compact the soil, make sure we do keep a cover over winter and summer. And here's the most important thing of all. Minimize your chemical use. Now, a lot of people grow organically, so they're going to do uh, a different way than some people that does use commercial chemicals. But keep in mind, we're not just killing insects on the plant. You can also be killing that ecosystem that I was talking about. You can kill your worms. Uh, you can kill a lot of the different uh, uh, nematodes. You can kill a lot of the different microorganisms. Some of these chemicals that we spray for insecticides or a herbicide, and we can actually uh, destroy our whole ecosystem and our soil. So always consider the alternatives to pesticides first. Uh, Low-impact pesticides like uh, a horticultural oil, insecticidal soap, or even uh, BT. You know, choose disease-resistant plants and varieties that will grow well on your site. That's another thing. Check your hardiness on. Check and see if these plants grow well in your area. Make sure that they are not shade-loving or uh, plants that uh, require a lot of sun and maybe your bit, it's not there, or plants that require too much sun and you, or a lot of sun and you're in the shade. So make sure you do this. Uh, Hand-pick the larger bugs, like Japanese beetles, for instance, and a lot of the worms. Keep a uh, a little bucket of soapy water with you, drop them into them, that'll wipe them out. You don't have to worry about that. So therefore, anything that you can pick off, drop, that will uh, kill those bugs and keep them out of your garden and keep you from having to use some type of chemical or spray. Uh, if you do see things are on your plants or whatever, we talked about this um, in another uh, episode that we did, or scouting your garden. If you do see that, you can always take a water hose, knock those off with a blast of water, and then either pick those up and, again, 
throw them in the soapy water or deal with them with, uh, uh, on the ground with just a little bit. Um, you know, use barriers a lot uh, to keep out the bigger bugs, you know, um, some fences, your critters. You know, sometimes we have deer, sometimes rabbits, uh, squirrels. So you may need to fence that. Again, we don't need them in there digging up and tearing up the soil that's already there. So that just kind of gives you a little bit of idea. There's one more thing that uh, works well in keeping that system, the ecosystem going, and that's rotating your crops. But we're not going to talk about that today uh, because some crops, vegetable crops, you rotate behind others, some you don't. Uh, also, some people do not have enough room or enough beds to rotate the crops. So we're, again, we're going to talk about what to do if you don't have the room to rotate. Crop rotation is usually a great thing. It helps keep down um, a lot of the soil diseases if you go backwards and forwards. And uh, that way the disease doesn't get near as familiar with what you're growing. So, but that's for another day. We're going to talk about that. Well, I hope this has been beneficial. Uh, keep in mind, that's the lowdown dirt on dirt. And what we're after is growing a healthy soil a healthy ecosystem uh, to grow, grow all of our plants in. Uh, I think that you will find that once you start doing this, you start doing your soil testing, you start adding your, um, your compost, your organic matter to it, you're going to find out when you do the cover crops or you do the mulches that you're going to be buying less fertilization depending on whether it's organic or commercial, you're going to find out if uh, your plants are going to do better, uh, they're healthier, you're going to produce more fruit, and I think you'll be very happy with your results. doesn't take long to do what we're talking about. Get to know your extension service. Use their testing service. Use their uh, brains. Use their um, techniques. Use uh, the, everything that's before you uh, that they have to offer because, trust me, it is a world of knowledge there just for the asking. They're more than glad to help. That's why they're there. But uh, do make yourself familiar with your extension office. Uh, if you get a chance, you can go to our webpage, daddypeats.com, and uh, you can click on our, uh, our podcast here. Um, we have the each episode archived. We'd love for you to submit a question or if you have a topic that you'd like for us to cover, we'd love to do that. While you're there, if you'd like to sign up for our monthly email, uh, that's free to you also. And uh, another thing, if you're browsing around the website there and you have a minute, click on and look at our different uh, soil, soil amendments that we have, mulches for your garden to help build this healthy ecosystem. Uh, our farm's, farm's been here since 1907. We've been actually composting since 1988, and uh, we have several years invested in that. We do provide soils for commercial nurseries, uh, for a lot of your 
uh, organic gardeners, um, on and on and on. So if you do get a chance, just take a look at some of that. And again, send us in your questions or an idea for your topics. We'd love to hear from that. So there's the dirt on the dirt. And until next time, this is Melvin York, Gardening with Daddy Pete.